You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message, and welcome to the tribe. Well, Merry Christmas, City Tribe. I'm excited that I got the opportunity to speak with you today. I got excited because I love the Christmas season, because I like to think of myself as having the joy of Buddy the Elf, because smiling is my favorite, or, you know, having the never-ending hope of Ralphie from a Christmas story, hoping to get that BB gun. But most of my friends say I remind them of this guy. All right, you guys like impressions? Here's that guy Bob from Bob's Burgers. Hi, I'm Bob from Bob's Burgers. How about that show, Archer? You watch that show, Archer? Here's that guy, Archer. Hi, I'm Archer from that show, Archer. Now, what if those guys met? Hey, Archer, it's Bob. Hey, Bob, it's Archer. Thank you. (laughs) You're not going to unhear that for the rest of the talk. (laughs) But back to Christmas. You see, my favorite holiday tradition is watching Christmas movies. And I love all types of Christmas movies, but there is one I have to catch every year. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So for those of you who have never seen it or need a refresher, let me give you an overview. No, I don't think I need to say spoiler alert because honestly, guys, you've had 62 years. So the official movie blurb says How the Grinch Stole Christmas is about a grumpy hermit that hatches a plan to steal Christmas from the Who's of Whoville. Now, for those of us who recall the story, know that the description, Grumpy Hermit, is a little too kind, it's a little too cute to describe the Grinch, because as the song goes, his heart's an empty hole, his brain is full of spiders, he's got garlics in his soul, Mr. Grinch, and no one would touch him with what? Actually, it's a 39 and a half foot pole, but close. I'll give it to you guys. I'll give that to you. A 39 and a half foot pole. And in this season, the most wonderful time of the year, when everything is supposed to be merry and bright, I think the story of the Grinch resonates with all of us. Because I think we've all known a Grinch from a time or two. I'm sure you'd agree when we all, we all know someone who tries to steal the richness of Christmas. They try to steal our peace, our passion, our promise for a better future, the enriched life. There's someone we'd avoid altogether and wouldn't touch them with a 39 and a half foot pole. Maybe when you think of Grinch, you think of that pessimistic coworker. You know, the one that's always making passive aggressive remarks in meetings. She's always griping about something. You know, the one that has RGF, resting Grinch face. Maybe when you hear the word Grinch, it reminds you of your boss. He's as charming as an eel. His whole life consists of work, and he expects the same from you. He makes the work environment miserable for everyone. Or maybe it's the annoying neighbor, the self-proclaimed neighborhood police. She's always on your case about your dogs or your lawn, and she puts you on blast on the next-door neighborhood app. Maybe it's the parent whose expectations you can never meet, or even that student who's uninvolved, unengaged, and shows no interest in making friends. 
Now, whoever that person is, how they act makes it easy to believe that their heart's an empty hole. They make it easier for us to not want to touch them with a 39 and a half foot pole. So no one would blame us for leaving these Grinches all to themselves. It's our natural tendency to do this because no one wants to have their peace and their passion stolen from them. I mean, that's my natural tendency, but here's my concern for us. When we default to this, when we keep our distance and leave these Grinches all to themselves, we only perpetuate the problem and everyone suffers more for it. Our workplaces become dreadful nine to five prisons. And our homes and our neighborhoods, they, became, they become like a field of landmines where we have to tiptoe around, afraid of sending someone off. A study showed psychologically, we become 25% dumber and nine times less likely to help others when we encounter a Grinch. And in critical professions, like in operating rooms, people are more likely to die. When we leave these Grinches to themselves, they literally steal the enriched life from us. On top of that, because we're a tribal species, behavior is contagious. So if unaddressed, we'll eventually become the very Grinch we dread at Christmas will lose its richness. So, what are we to do? When we are faced with the Grinch, how might we engage, without, might we engage with them without having the enriched life stolen from us? How do we avoid becoming the very Grinch we detest? Well, those questions are best answered by an interaction with Jesus recorded by a man named Mark. You see, it was around the year 30 AD Word had spread about Jesus and his reputation had preceded him. Stories of his miraculous healings and his powerful teachings spread like wildfire. So crowds followed him, followed Jesus everywhere to see if he was in fact the real deal. One day as Jesus went about teaching to the large crowds, this happened and Mark recorded it this way. A man with leprosy came and knelt before Jesus begging to be healed. Now, leprosy wasn't just a case of dry skin or sunburn. Leprosy caused nerve damage and disfiguring skin sores. At this point in history, there was no cure. To make matters worse, people thought he was a contagious monster. So no one would have come close to him with a 39 and a half foot pole. This leper thus not only carried around his sores, he carried around his shame. He didn't meet the standards of society. He was unable to work, and likely he wasn't invited into a tribe. He was unable to experience the enriched life. And because of this, it's not hard to imagine him angry, bitter, and broken. It's not to imagine he was a Grinch. But upon seeing Jesus, this man made a desperate attempt to get healed, saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man saying, if you are willing, he wasn't even sure if Jesus would help him. He was taking this chance. Because I believe what he really wanted to say was, Jesus, you see my current situation. You see how I'm living. I'm tired of the rejection. I'm tired of this cloud of shame. I'm tired of 
being seen as a Grinch. I'm desperate for the chance of a better life. I'm desperate for someone to see me for more than this disease. Jesus, seeing this man and hearing his request, responded how no other religious leader or person in this time would have responded. All the news outlets would have been covering this. People would have had their phones out. They would have been sharing this all over social media because what he did would have went absolutely viral. Here's what he did. Moved with compassion, Jesus put on a face mask and some gloves. No, it doesn't say that. Moved with compassion, Jesus asked this man to be bathed and sanitized. No, it doesn't say that either. It says, move with compassion, Jesus what? Reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Now this phrase in the original Greek text is the word ectino. It's the same word that is used when Jesus reached out to save Peter from drowning. It's also a term used to cast an anchor from a boat. I don't know if that's how you cast an anchor. That's, I'm not a boat guy, so please forgive me. That's, that's how we're going to do that today. But, but what Jesus was doing, in, was doing at this, he was, in effect, he was throwing aside this 39 and a half foot pole and anchoring himself to this leper. But what does that really mean? What does it mean to reach out and anchor yourself to someone? So I thought through this and I was trying to figure it out and I was like studying and what really helped me was this, uh, what really helped me understand what reach out and anchoring meant was this great theological song. Um, many of you probably know what it is. It's this. <laughs> So to reach out and anchor yourself to someone is to do for someone what you hear in the Friends theme song. It's saying to them, I'll be there for you. But I really want us to get this, guys, so I'm going to need your help. So I'm going to read a few lines from this song, and I'm going to reach out to you guys, and you guys are going to say, I'll be there for you. And I need you guys to reach back and say, I'll be there for you. So I need you guys to... Get your inner Monica, your inner Rachel, your, Mo your, your Joey, your Chandler. Uh, I don't know who I'm leaving out, but get that. Here we go. We're going to try this out. Reaching out means being there when no one told them life was going to be this way. You tell them. Ooh, that one. I like, I don't know who that was, but man, that was awesome. Reaching out means when their job's a joke, they're broke, and their love life's the away, tell them. I'll be you. Awesome. All right, this is the last one, guys, so let's, let's get this going. Here we go. If it seems like they're always stuck in second gear when it hasn't been their day, their week, their month, or even their year, reach out and say, I'll be you. Awesome, guys. Give yourself a hand there. To put it simply, reaching out is anchoring ourselves to meet the needs of another person. Reaching out is what Cindy Lou did in The Grinch when she went to the Grinch's lair and invited the Grinch to the Christmas celebration. We anchor ourselves when we reach out to that demeaning boss and have a hard conversation. We anchor ourselves 
when we reach out to that unengaged student and invite them to city youth. We reach out and anchor ourselves when we send Christmas cookies to that annoying neighbor. And we anchor ourselves when we reach out and we talk to one of our homeless friends walking downtown and simply acknowledging we see them. Now, let's consider this. Jesus didn't have to reach out to this man with leprosy. He could have sent him off to a doctor. He could have totally ignored him like everybody else. And technically, this was done on the Sabbath, so it was a, rel a religious day of rest, which made it illegal to do that on that day. So, the question is why? Why did Jesus reach out, risk his own health, risk his own reputation? Why should we reach out to Grinches? Well, here's why. It's in the details. Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus didn't see a man with a disease. He didn't see a Grinch. He saw his own creation, his own child created in his image. And he felt the child's suffering. He suffered along with him. He was there for him. And this is how Jesus sees and feels for every single one of us. Yes, including the Grinches we wouldn't touch with a 39 and a half foot pole. Because to Jesus, we are all invaluable. And because of that, the Grinches making our lives miserable are all invaluable. We're so invaluable. It's why Jesus reached out. It's why he anchored himself to the leper. In fact, here's what dawned on me two years ago. This story isn't the first time Jesus reached out and anchored himself. Think about this. The whole Christmas story is about Jesus reaching out. Jesus saw that his creation was not living the enriched life they were created to live. We weren't living with peace. We weren't living with passion or the promise of for a better future. So here's what he did. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to or anchor to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. He reached out to his creation and became God with us. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. This is what the Christmas experience is all about. This is the gospel that Jesus loves us so much, he reached out with both hands so that we could experience the enriched life. And you know, something miraculous happens when we reach out. Because here's what happened for the man in this story. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. So I'm no doctor and I barely passed biology 20 years ago. So I'm not exactly sure how he cured leprosy in an instant. Because with the advancements in modern medicine, it takes six months to a year to cure leprosy. And I get that this is oddly awesome. I can't explain how Jesus healed this man. Maybe he manipulated this guy's mitochlorians or sourced the healing power from the quantum realm. Or he fast-forwarded time to kill off the bacteria and restored this man's skin. That's not the point. The point is, Jesus reached out to this Grinch, this child of God, in his greatest time of need. And then he healed, and then the man was healed, but not just physically, 
but in his soul. His promise to live the enriched life was unleashed. And similar to the story with the Grinch, Sidney Lou reached out and anchored herself to the Grinch, and his heart grew three sizes, and he was changed. And when we reach out, the same will happen through you. I don't know what kind of miracles will happen when you reach out, but lives will be enriched. Just like what happened with the leper, just like what happened with Cindy Lou and the Grinch, and just like what happened with Keenan. After starring as a wide receiver at the University of Oregon, Keenan Lowe landed a coaching job in the NFL. And he was really starting to make a name for himself there. But after the tragic death of a close friend, Keenan returned to back to his hometown. And he took a job at Park Rose High School. In Keenan's words, Park Rose was small, not a winner at anything, and was forgotten. Despite that, he took the job as the school's football coach and track coach, and he also served as the campus security guard. But all those years on the field and drills and practices could not have prepared him for what happened in May. It was a Friday, and Keenan got a call about a missing student. Now, kids skip class and school all the time, so this wasn't ordinary. It wasn't out of the ordinary. But what happened next was... 20 seconds after he reported to the student's classroom, the 18-year-old missing student walked in with a gun with the intent to end his life. After the as the track coach, Keenan knew how to run and probably should have because statistics show the first person to interact with the shooter usually dies. And as a former Division I football player, Keenan knew how to tackle and he could have laid this kid out. But in this moment, Keenan chose to do something differently. As the student's wisely ran for safety. Keenan ran to the student and reached out, took away the gun, and anchored himself to the student by wrapping his arms around him and hugging him. And here's what Keenan said. I felt compassion for the kid, to be honest. I had a real conversation. Obviously, he broke down, and I just wanted to let him know that I was there for him. I told him I was there to save him. I was there for a reason and that this is a life worth living. I don't know all the details, but I imagine the student had felt like leprosy, the man with leprosy. I imagine he felt like the Grinch that no one cared about. But because Keenan reached out and anchored himself to him, this student still has the promise of experience, experiencing the enriched life. So, guys, we have to do this. And this idea of reaching out is extremely personal to me because this year, my family and I have gone through an unexpected major life change. And after this event, I could have easily gotten bitter with God and angry with myself. I could have easily become a Grinch. And the reason I'm not a Grinch is because of my tribe. My tribe reached out with texts and calls and talks over coffee and lunch. They anchored themselves to me and my family during this season. They said, I'll be there for you. And they were. They reminded me of the promise of the enriched life. 
that's what I'm inviting you to do for someone else. Because in this series, we've been inviting you to adopt new traditions. First, we said, whenever we look at Christmas lights this season, we declare the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Then last week, we said, we'd show the world we're children of the Most High, Jesus, by writing a Christmas card to someone who has made us feel we don't matter. So today, knowing now that Jesus showed us Christmas is all about reaching out and anchoring ourselves, here's this week's tradition. I'm inviting you to reach out to a Grinch. I'm inviting you to anchor yourself to one person this Christmas season. Tell them, I'll be there for you. Just like Jesus did. Just like Cindy Lou and just like Kenan. Imagine if just 100 people in this tribe reached out. Imagine if just 10. Can you imagine the stories of healing? So I have two questions for you. And your responses to them are who you should reach out to. First, who around you would you consider a Grinch and not touch with a 39 and a half foot pole? Next, what would it look like for you to anchor yourself and be there for them? Take these few moments. We've opened up the front for prayer. And ask Jesus to put in your heart the person who you need to reach out and anchor yourself to. And who knows, maybe you'll be there for them. Maybe you'll just be just the touch of heaven they needed to experience the enriched life. Christmas is about reaching out. That's the heart of this season. When we reach out, we enrich our Christmas season. Would you pray with me? Father God, we pray that as we leave this place, and we head into our homes and our workplaces and our schools, that you would give us the words and the wisdom to reach out and anchor ourselves to who you have put in our heart. We pray that you remove any hesitation and that we would not pick up that 39 and a half foot pole, but instead we would reach out and anchor ourselves to that person. And God, we pray that uh, maybe you're feeling like you're the person out there right now who's the leper or the Grinch and you feel like you're wondering if Jesus has reached out to you. Well, let me remind you that he has and he will. And if you'd pray this with me. Jesus, I believe you are willing to heal me. Right now I'm reaching out to you for you to be the God of my life. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that you've started your journey 
to experience the enriched life now and for eternity. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're glad you were part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.